0: Thank you for letting me interview you. No worries. So, first question, how would you define a maverick?
1: Well, English is my second language. So, um, I think of the word maverick, I think of um, something or someone that um, moves quickly and uh, does not take the same route as the majority does.
0: Anything else you want to add to that?
1: Um... Somebody who is not afraid to uh, create conflict if they uh, expect that it will yield some sort of benefit for the parties. Okay. Um, and something, somebody who is not afraid to voice their opinion. That's about it. Thank
0: you. Um, the next question is, I'm going to read out some statements because it's a maverickism scale that's been created by the London School of Economics. And all I need you to say is true, false, can't decide. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: People tell me that I'm a maverick. False. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Don't know. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people.
1: True.
0: I'm very much more productive than other people.
1: True.
0: I have very unusual talents. Don't know. I am generally underestimated by people. Sure. Mm. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Why do you do things differently?
1: So it's going back to... Mm. Okay. Because sometimes I don't really know the proper way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I come up with a way of doing it that relies on my past experience, my education, my life. And I end up achieving the outcome in a different way that most people would that have had formal training. For example, I'm not a trained business person. I've never been a CEO before. So I'm doing the job based on things I've learned in the the other jobs that I've had and through my life experiences. And I think that makes me a different CEO than people that trained for the job and did it a few times for, for bigger companies, perhaps.
0: Thank you. Does doing things differently require certain skills?
1: Doing it well and doing it differently, yes. Just, just being different requires no skill.
0: Okay. What's What are the skills for yourself?
1: Right. So, if we're looking at uh, my, my role and my job as an entrepreneur and as a CEO, mm-hmm. I think... Um, The skills that are required to do my job are very technical and they're different from other uh, CEO roles or you can just be a business person. Okay. I think um, compared to many other jobs, I have to have uh, really good communication skills. I have to have a lot of compassion for people, to manage people and to lead them. And um, I think what makes this job special and different is that It's not just the core business skills that decide if you are good at the job. It's doing the the basics for business, but also doing a lot of the communication, team management, technology skills around it.
0: Thank you. What are the challenges to being a maverick?
1: I think you have to be... um, you're going to be challenged more than if you're not a maverick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think you have to have thick skin, you have to be open for feedback, you have to really know that to get better, you need to change, you need to evolve quickly. Okay. Um, I think you're going to face resistance from people that want to work with people like themselves, especially if you try to make it into the you know, top levels of the mm-hmm. business. Uh, Community, you know, they don't want to see uh, people that are not of their background, their age, their education uh, make it sometimes. Okay, I think I would imagine that being a challenge breaking into um, the business elite, so to speak, if you don't come from a business background, if you don't have the same values perhaps even that they have. That makes sense.
0: I think I've touched on this before, but Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are?
1: Being uh, introspective and thinking why I'm good at the job that I'm doing, I think it's a good combination of technology, business, and communication skills. Mm -hmm. I think I have a very good grasp of all three Mm -hmm. without being uh, absolutely amazing at either one of them. I think what's rare is that I bring all three to the table, and that combination is very important for being an effective leader of a technology organization.
0: Thank you. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger?
1: I think to business, yes, because I never intended, as you know, to start Mm -hmm. a business. I was never trained to start a business, so from the very beginning, I always just did things the way that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. as, as an engineer, and I think... Somebody looking outwards would say, these guys are completely uh, uh, pursuing a non approach. In fact, we've been told uh, over the years that you know even when we're just two guys in an apartment that we punch above our weight. Mm-hmm. People always saw us taking these bets that seemingly were too big for us to make and having had aspirations that were not in line with our resources. If you look from the outside. Okay. But uh, we didn't care because we wanted to achieve a certain outcome and um, we would take a maverick way to to get there uh, if necessary.
0: Okay. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times?
1: I think you don't have to be different at every single thing that you do. I Mm -hmm. think that is probably going to be borderline crazy if you're, if you're completely different in okay. everything. I think it's important to be a maverick at th- uh, in, in, in areas and in um, things where you need to innovate and change and and uh, compete with somebody else. I think in many other aspects of business or life you can just uh, look at how other people are doing it and do it the same way but better without trying to be different.
0: Okay. My next question, but you've kind of asked it in this, but I want to ask you in case you wanted to add anything else, is how and why do you choose to be a maverick or not?
1: I think you should have a gut feel if an approach that you are presented with is the best approach to take. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that something is just wrong or something doesn't add up, you might take a different route that makes more sense. Okay. So it's more like your gut reaction um, to an opportunity um, that determines whether you should just say, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to do it the way everybody else does it." Like okay. banking with it with a big bank. Mm-hmm. You want to have a big bank banking uh, with a company, right? Okay. Or if you choose to be American, say, you know, everybody else chooses to go to raise investment, but I'm not going to do that because I don't believe in this being the right thing for us. Okay. So it's it's a. Uh, uh, um, case-by-case case decision, I think.
0: Okay. And is it a conscious or unconscious decision to be a maverick in their situation?
1: Well, I think it's unconscious. If you're consciously saying, I'm going to do this to be different, I think mm-hmm. it's a risky, uh, risky, uh, ego-affected uh, way to look at things.
0: Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business?
1: I think it really varies from industry to industry. I think there are some industries that are very established, very mm-hmm. traditional, where to succeed you should be the best at doing it the conventional way. Okay. For example, um, I think maybe if you are in the insurance business, if you are a lawyer, like you can't just take it the way it's always been done and then just be the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe even that's wrong. But for technology businesses, you can truly really survive long term without being a memory. Mm-hmm. So I think with businesses that are newer, tech oriented, global, the pay- pace of change is such that you should question assumptions uh, all the time, mm-hmm. including questioning your own decisions that turned out to be correct. It might be their own decision a year in okay. to do it again. So it's uh, it really depends on the business that you're in. Mm-hmm. And the faster the business is moving, the more the, the, be, the be benefits you'll capture from, from being a maverick.
0: Okay. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how?
1: I think um, myself and my co-founders are still pretty young. Mm-hmm. So I think we are mavericks just because we are in that stage of our lives where you don't think about implications or risk the same way you think about it when you're older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have less to lose. You have more desire to make something of yourself. So I think for sure we benefit from being on the younger side mm-hmm. uh, of other, of the entrepreneurship. At the same time, I think that if you rewind like a decade, uh, okay. we, were, or we were teenagers perhaps. We weren't really mavericks in business because um, it was um, almost scary to think of uh, just being in business. So I think mm-hmm. uh, growing up a little bit helped us get confidence in that our decisions are not mm-hmm. just crazy and different, they're also often correct. Okay. And it gave us confidence to pursue things uh, uh, that uh, we come up with. So I think we're definitely in uh, like a range of um, life journey where there's a, a pretty good sweet spot, a couple of decades where you have new ideas to do things different. And you have confidence that you're going to not just do them different, but also achieve the result you're looking to achieve.
0: Okay. What aspects of your life are you most and least maverick in?
1: Most and least maverick in?
0: In life and business.
1: I think I uh, think of things that I'm least maverick in, for sure it's by family, mm-hmm. relationship. I think it's incredibly uh, normal. I hang out with my sister a lot, with my parents and grandparents. I mm-hmm. see them every week. So I think that's um, probably how people used to do it for, for, for millennia. and This is okay. how I do it. So it's not maverick at all. And I think when... And uh, it turns out that the most risk I take is in business okay. because we have to take risks to grow. Okay. And um, because of that, I think... I take less risks outside of work just to balance it. Okay. I think I think if you're um, if you're incredibly risky of you know, so some people are like that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's very dangerous sometimes. So I take as much as because I can in my business life and just right. take it easy outside. You know, I'm not trying to go and ride a mountain bike after after I finish a big deal of work, right? So, okay. but, but I think it's also going back to my personality type and just trying to have this balanced approach to every day versus just completely, um, you know, ready to embrace every risk and just trying to do crazy stuff all day long.
0: Oh, okay. Is any part of what you do as a Maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind?
1: I think we know that to build a legacy, you have to build... um, a large company that stands for something and that people trust the brand of. So I think because we're taking these risks, the goal is to build a company that lasts that people remember uh, and that influences the way people uh, access information on the internet uh, through their mobile devices. So I think for sure the risks we do take are to build something big versus just risk for the sake of risk and we don't really care if anything happens. So yeah, there's, there's purpose behind it.
0: Okay. Mavericks tend to be big risk takers well, tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? The
1: biggest risk. I think there's uh, every time you do something big it's like, wow, this is risky. And you look back at you, you're like, yeah, that wasn't really that big of a deal. So, um, it, it's hard to say because the business is growing and mm-hmm. and we're maturing. I think definitely the one uh, the biggest risk I think are when you hire people for important roles. Okay. Because people are everything in a company, and you. Uh, are always taking a risk on bringing somebody new into your culture. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're doing a job hiring, they're uh, really talented, really amazing Mm -hmm. with their own way of doing things. And I think if you do a poor job supporting and integrating that person uh, or if they do a poor job, you risk your culture, which is the most important thing for our organization. So I I think when I look back at our six and a half years in business, Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest risks I can remember were Bringing in new people that were completely different from the rest of the company. Okay. That brought a key skill that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that worked out becoming a part of the company and helping us level up. When I look at the, at the history of Mobify, there's people that came in that became inflection points in our growth. Okay. And I remember my my feeling hiring those people, I was a bit uneasy because it was new. Okay. You know, it was a new person uh, with a new skill. I knew we were missing that, but I wouldn't know what would work out. And thankfully... In most cases, it did work out. Okay. So it's that.
0: Some of these questions probably aren't relevant, but have you? how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? I've tried not to read up about people, so I'm not sure if you've done anything else other than
1: mobile. Mobify is a company, a team, with a vision of improving the way the web is delivered on mobile devices. And within the company, we've tried different things to find the bigger market. Okay. So even if I look at our history, there's probably, you know, six or seven products that we've tried in succession okay. that um, some of them took off, some of them didn't, okay. and we went with the, the biggest ones, right? Okay. So, so that was just trying different things under the umbrella of mummify.
0: Okay, so I will ask that next question in accordance with that. What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture project, as you've just defined it then?
1: The classic criteria is um, it produces revenue and a profit. Mm
0: -hmm. But for you?
1: um, I think uh, even before you get to the financial success, you deliver value to a large group of customers and users through your offering whatever it is that you do. right? If you deliver value and if your customers are happy and if, if you're sustainable you have a good business. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good tiny business maybe a good huge business. Okay. So it's really about making customers happy.
0: Okay. So of the project that you did then what percentage of those were successful according to the definition you've just given me?
1: So if I look at all the products that we've launched. I would say one of them failed to get any traction whatsoever because we couldn't get it to customers was an app before the app store or an iPhone existed. And other products, um, the ones I think of as as failures, delivered value to a very limited group of people. And the ones I think of as success, delivered uh, value to large groups of people. So I think relatively... I would put two out of six products that we've created as failed products that didn't deliver enough value, in my opinion, and four as successes at different levels.
0: Okay. And of the percentage that you said were unsuccessful, what would you consider was the main reason for their failure?
1: We took a risk, um, and I think... In one case, we didn't think of distribution, Mm -hmm. and in another case, the market wasn't there. Okay. Those are two business reasons. Okay.
0: Non-business reasons? Anything?
1: Inexperience, right? The reason why we uh, still did it uh, is because we didn't know how to research. We just were excited about building something, Mm -hmm. and um, we still did it, we learned from it, but the the outcome we wanted to um, have didn't surface.
0: Okay. How important is team to you as a Maverick? It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. Does being a Maverick affect your approach to leadership, do you think?
1: You know, I don't think it does. I think being a leader is more about being a coach, uh, being a good listener... Um, about allowing your team to learn quickly. So I think being a maverick to me, it's more of the outwards mm-hmm. um, kind of thing is what do you do as a representative of your company in the okay. market? I think when you look at taking care of the team uh, or I build a high performance team, it feels like a family, mm-hmm. right? So I think when you look at uh, functional families, Uh, it's not about doing things differently from other families, it's about doing your best to be a good family, and so we're trying to be here.
0: My final question is, what would you have liked to have been asked that I haven't asked you?
1: I think... Because uh, these questions really focused on behaviors and why you do things the way you do it. Um, one thing you could ask is about role models in the industry, um, whether uh, being a maverick has something to do with spe- seeing other mavericks succeed, right, like why are there a- outside actors that influence your behavior, right? Other CEOs, leaders in politics, um, And if I was to ask myself that question, I definitely think that there's a lot of people that inspire you to just do things your way because you believe in your way, even if Mm -hmm. nobody else does. And of course, successful stories are when that was the right approach. You don't hear about all the failures, people go ahead thinking, I got it right, and then no, it didn't work out whatsoever. Exactly. But I think for inspiration, definitely it helps to see uh, people that have a vision and they are willing to work for years to make it successful, uh, that inspires the maverick decision-making that we might have in, in our jobs.
0: Thank you very much.